What's going on? You are listening to Coffee with Cali. I am your host, Cali Original, and today's guest, a man of uh, of many talents and uh, many, many uh, accomplishments, DJ Chris Villa. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Thank you for making time, man. I know that you're a very, very busy man. and uh, <laughs> Busy with my kids. <laughs> So uh, for those of you that, uh, or for those that don't know, just give them a little backstory of uh, where, you, where you grew up. and Yeah, so um, I'm born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Tempe in Phoenix. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been DJing for the majority of my life. I started getting interested when I was like, like 12 years old. Um, and then I did my first radio show when I was 13. And that kind of like, I was like the little uh, glimpse of like what, my future could be so i just uh stayed with it off and on um i wrestled in high school and skated with my brothers and break danced and stayed active that way so djing was like always in the background um i really didn't start taking it seriously until the last couple years of high school and then yeah it's just been all that since then so so what got you into djing i think um I was just naturally attracted to it, like seeing videos, you know, rap videos or whatever, commercials and seeing the DJ, like I, you see a turntable and you, you automatically want it, at least I automatically wanted to imitate that. Um, so there was that, you know, TV. And then um, my dad worked for the city of Phoenix. He's retired now, but uh, he he's like an OG, like in Phoenix, like he's very well respected. And he pioneered like a lot of these, um, you know, uh, youth activities and youth centers. Um, he put together like a bunch of programs and stuff. So they were always having, he was always having car shows, you know, at the parks or like break dance battles or talent shows or, or whatever. So, you know, there was always a DJ there. So seeing it firsthand too, really like, really caught my attention. And at what point did it just take off for you? Cause I mean, you have a lot of accomplishments and you've done a lot in doing what you do. And it's not easy. I mean, it looks easy on TV and everybody's like, Oh man, I can do that. And then you, yeah. and then people try to do it and it's, it's hard. But I mean, when did it all like just start becoming like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, so, well, like I said, like when I was a kid, um, so I didn't have like the best gear. Like my dad always collected stereo equipment. So I had turntables around the house you know, my parents' records. So that was what I had to practice on. But back in the day, um, you could go to the guitar center and you could give them your ID and they would give you a pair of DJ needles and you could go practice on like all the, the best equipment that they had out on display. So like, instead of taking me to the park or whatever, my parents took me to the guitar center to practice. Um, so one day I was practicing, a guy started watching me and then he eventually came up and gave me his card and as soon as he started talking i already knew who he was because i had listened to the radio like all the time i knew like all the the dj's voices and all the dj's scratches and all that so he's like hey um his name was davy d he's like i'm the morning host on power 92 uh have your parents call me i want you to come play on my show so you know my parents were cool enough to call me out of school that morning excuse me from school and uh, took me up to the studio in downtown Phoenix and I did like a 30 minute set on like primetime radio so that was the first glimpse of like you know because you listen to the radio when you're a kid and 
you want to do that and then being able to do it at the at a young age that for the remainder of grade school like that always remained you know like that thought always remained like hey i can i i can do this i already kind of did it so as soon as i graduated really you know i just you know hit the ground running i got an internship at that same radio station i i ended up actually doing it backwards like because at the time interns weren't allowed to be on the radio but i was on the radio first because uh, at the time um i was only playing during the summers because they would do summer mix weekends and uh once the summer ended i still wanted to be involved with radio so i ended up taking a free internship um just to stick around and then eventually another station popped up and they wanted me to come on and be one of their main djs so i went and did that uh so that was like radio pretty much um and then uh so the only other job i mentioned my dad worked for the city the only other job that i ever had like a real job if you could see me now i'm doing like the quotations thing real job <laughs> um was i worked for the city of phoenix too so i worked at a bunch of rec centers throughout phoenix um and uh the phoenix suns had a like a search for a dj they wanted an arena dj so i went for it um i ended up getting the job and winning the position so pretty much after that with radio and then now being like the phoenix suns official dj I just never really looked back. I never really had to get a real job, you know. So. That's 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 pretty big, man. Yeah. Especially just to to accomplish so much at a young age, and then just yeah, you're pretty much living your dream. Yeah, I think at that time I was like barely 21, if that. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And even like the Suns thing, you know, like growing up and going to games, you know, like sometimes we would sit behind like the guy who ran all the sound effects and stuff for the game. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I never really thought like there would be a need for a DJ in that, you know, type of setting. But, you know, like it ended up working out. And uh, actually now, um, so I don't work for the Suns anymore, but if COVID wasn't here, that uh, last year would have been my sixth season with the D-backs and this, this coming season would be my seventh. But um, they're scaling back. So they didn't necessarily let me go. They're just like doing like bare, bare mm -hmm. minimum with, with everything. And hopefully, you know, I plan to, to be back. Um, but yeah, I, I DJ for the D backs too. That's pretty huge, man. Two, uh, two professional teams. Yeah. And I'm not even really into sports. <laughs> I, I wrestled and that's about it, but I, I'm not like, I don't have a favorite football team or, or whatever. Like whenever I'm DJing, I'll just shout out whatever football teams to get a reaction and people think like i'm a fan and i'm not <laughs> i just want them to, to have a good time and feel welcome and so how did the uh the competitions come about yeah so um so uh red bull you know everybody knows red bull they became the biggest uh dj battle in the world um it used to be this battle called dmc and they're, and they're still dope. That's more focused like on technical, technical DJing. And those sets are six minutes long. It doesn't sound like much, but those DJs, they, they practice like all year, maybe even more just for that six minutes. Um, so Red Bull, they, they brought like a different style of a competition. So it's a little bit of that. And it's, it's a little bit of like party rocking. And it's called three style because the only rule is that each DJ has to play three styles of music 
um, in their own way, incorporating skill and, and all that, of course. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I had like built up a name for myself on social media, just doing like, uh, routines. I mean, when, when Instagram first, so, so when I was on the radio, I've, I've done like every day part. Um, like I've done the morning mix, the noon mix, the afternoon mix. Uh, so what I would do is when Instagram first released the ability to record video at that time, it was only 15 seconds mm -hmm. in order like to promote that I was going to be on the air. I would just post like a 15 minute clip of me scratching, uh, or like doing some kind of quick mix. And, uh, that like built me a pretty good following on, on Instagram and in the DJ world, you know, cause that's the cool thing about the internet is like people from all around the world are mm -hmm. checking you out. So not only like in the States, but worldwide, I had a bunch of DJs looking at me like, Oh, this, this guy's videos are pretty cool. So, um, that kind of got me like the, the clout, if you will, like for Red Bull to be like, Hey, we want this guy in the battle. So the, the battle is an international DJ battle and they only pick six DJs from each participating country to compete. So I'm a two-time U.S. finalist. I mean, I didn't win, but, you know, just to be, like, the States always have, like, top-notch DJs. So, like, whether you win or not, um, first of all, it's a great experience, you know. Second of all, it's just, like, you're from the U.S., man, like, and you're a finalist. So everybody else kind of looks up to us U.S. DJs. So it's pretty – it's been pretty cool. Um, but to be honest – I don't really like competition like that. So I just did it to, to challenge myself. Um, and that's it. But, you know, I'm not really the competitive type. I, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like a loner and I just like staying in my <laughs> little world and doing my little thing. And that's it. Getting mine. Getting mine. And for those of you guys who don't know, he's being a little modest because that is a huge <laughs> accomplishment in the DJ world. Like that is, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, every, every DJ, you know, like most DJs strive to to do that battle and, and to just do the things that, that I've done. But, you know, it's just uh, this, you know, the coronavirus is like the great equalizer. Yeah. So that, um, you know, like I had gained some momentum and was like traveling the world. I could like sit back and say that proudly uh, with DJing. Um, but, you know, this this stuff came about. So now it's just like kind of, you got to adapt, you know, yeah, like accomplishments are cool and stuff, but you can't get stuck like being like, oh, I used to do this and used to do that. You know, like we're in a different position now. So what are you going to do? And what, what's interesting is that you talk about Instagram and I see that you're very active, especially with your your videos. And, and for those of you guys who don't know, we're in his his little studio and he has like the green screen, but it's pretty cool to see the videos that you create, man. And it's kind of like. I was I got stuck on it today, man. I had my headphones in. And I was just listening to all the mixes, and it's that's, thanks, man. You're able to adapt even with the internet, so people still know that you're still doing your thing. And yeah, yeah. And to be honest, like I kind of scaled back a little bit from Instagram because the big thing right now for DJing um, is Twitch. I don't know if you're familiar with Twitch, but for those that don't know, Twitch is a free platform, just like Instagram or Twitter or Facebook but it's it's focused on live streaming. Mm -hmm. So it initially was built for video gamers and they would stream themselves playing video games. And it sounds kind of crazy, like who's gonna watch that? But 
you know, like these, the best streamers are making like millions and millions oh, yeah. of dollars. Like, you know, you if you have kids, you know how big Fortnite is oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like these streams, like they just, they, they have massive numbers. Um, so DJs, you know, uh, when the pandemic first hit or lockdown first hit, I was live streaming on Instagram, but you would get kicked off like literally like, you know, a few times an hour just because of copyright issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ba basically like Instagram doesn't have the proper licensing in place to cover like us playing those songs. So mm -hmm. we would just get kicked off or like our accounts would get threatened. So we all went to Twitch because none of that would happen. And the cool thing about Twitch is like uh, you can make money off of it. So that's been like a big big deal for me i actually just reached um partner status which basically like it means like it's like getting like your account verified on twitter mm -hmm. or instagram um so yeah that's like that's been like my main thing and and like i said like i could have got stuck in the past and was like oh man i'm not traveling anymore you know like i'm not gonna do anything but you know like now i live stream in my in this little room basically is like my own tv station or radio station yeah. you know like i and the beauty of it is i can get on whenever i want make my own schedule do whatever i want and i built up like a pretty cool uh community around my channel um yeah that's dope man congratulations huh thank you that's huge yeah and uh yeah i mean i just encourage people like to adapt and especially djs like like i don't have like the craziest setup you know but i like to think of myself as like like the Richie Valens of DJing, like you know when he comes in, yeah. and he kills it on that little amplifier. Like, like it's the talent, it's the creativity that that you put in. Um, it's not necessarily like the kind of gear you have. Mm -hmm. Like just maximize everything by any, any means necessary. That's dope, bro. That's that's good advice. Yeah. And uh, so here's a here's a, a funny story. So i used to be into breakdancing all that stuff when i was in high school and stuff and after high school i moved up north to a, a sm small town called windsor so it's it's north of of san francisco and my cousin was really really heavy into like the djing and stuff and he introduced me to uh the invisible scratch pickles oh yeah yeah so cubert and all that man and, and it was it was like a whole new world to me and it was just like i just got fascinated with it and it's Till this day, Qbert and yeah, Qbert is actually um, he he'll show up at my DJ streams, and I guess what he does or what he was doing one night, I didn't even have no idea, is he was streaming me while he was streaming himself, if that makes sense, um, and he was just scratching over my mixing, <laughs> so everybody was messaging me, and they're like, "Yo, Q's hat been streaming you for like thirty minutes to his audience," but but yeah, big up the the scratch pickles, so like. What people need to understand is that DJing is no different from playing any other instrument. You know, like there's technical ways, like specific techniques to execute certain scratches and certain scratches have names and, and all that. People like, you know, they just think it's zuga zuga or wiki wiki, you know, <laughs> like, nah, this is like an, an art form, you know, like it's, uh, it's dope. But those guys are like on a whole other planet um with their scratching and they're just they're just like jazz musicians but hip-hop jazz musicians i used to watch their uh their videos too man with like the scratchy the seal and all that yeah <laughs> yeah i have a super seal record over there in the corner 
That's dope, man. Yeah, dude. So, I, I mean, when you were scratching when I got here, dude, it kind of just like ignited that that memory. I was like, man, yeah. I remember my cousin used to just like he was just fascinated with it, dude. That's dope. So, but yeah, man. I mean, you you're very talented, and, and thank you. And uh, I don't know, man. It, it's it's like you're living your dream, basically, man. And, and you're doing something you love. Like you can just clock in and clock out whenever you want. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm uh I'm adapting. You know, like I hope things get back to to some kind of normalcy because there's there's nothing like you know djing for a dancing crowd um but you know it is what it is and i'm gonna keep going and doing this till like till till forever you know like mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean i'm doing a couple gigs right now i know you had adi on the show shout yeah. out um adi and like the cobra arcade and stardust fam because those are the two gigs that I'm actually doing weekly. And uh, speaking of the live streaming stuff, like Adi's actually cool enough to to let me do the live stream while I'm DJing at his venue. So um, so that's been pretty cool too. That's dope, man. So how did that come about? How'd you guys connect? So I work for this, um, this DJ company called DJ City, and they're basically the biggest DJ website in the world. They have a blog, so I'm on their payroll to do monthly videos for them, like scratch videos and stuff. Um, but I'm also like a like a brand ambassador, and uh, they asked me if I could put together like a DJ meetup um, for the people of of the Phoenix area, all the DJs. So I was like, I want a cool place to host it, you know, somewhere that's just chill and fun. I had gone to Cobra. And I really, like, enjoyed it there, you know? So I was like, yo, let me see what's up with Cobra. So I hit up Adi, and Adi was, like, super cool, easy to work with. You know, we we had the function. It was a, a success. He's like, hey, you know, you want to play here one time? You know, like, we can have you, like, as a guest DJ. And I was like, yeah. So we set it up. I played. I enjoyed it so much. I ended up hounding him. <laughs> I was like, yo, like, I want to play here, like, and the thing was, is like, this is like, um, some, some backstory is like, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican American and like, you know, DJing it, uh, at the parts of town that I was DJing at, um, they were, I mean, I'm just going to say like, they were racist, like to, to my people, you know, like not, not everybody was welcome you know they they try to pass it off as like you're not welcome because you got the wrong shoes on stuff like that and i just was over it i'm like you know i'm not about to sit here and dj at your establishment when you won't let my cousin in who's perfectly you know a good you know person but you just won't let him in because of some bs so i just i just reached a point in in my dj career where i got tired of playing at places like that so i was like adamant about playing at cobra because i had such a good experience there and i saw that everybody was welcome so i really like hounded adi to let me come play there and ever since that then you know then i started playing at stardust and it's it's been a wrap so um i've been there i think it's been like five years now yeah that's crazy man yeah and um those are like my two i i love those places um but i do stuff all around town but i am very selective these days about the gigs that I take just cause you know, I mean, 
I, I, that's just how I am, you know? Sounds like you're talking about Scott's new. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and I'm cool with everybody, you know, like it, you know, but, uh, it's just, there's certain stuff that I'm just not going to yeah, man, put yeah. up with. And I'm, I'm just not going to sit back and act like everything is all good. Cause it's not. Yeah. You know? I feel you. And that's, that's a whole different topic, but that's stuff that's overlooked. Like people think that it's just like, no, man, that don't exist anymore. It's real, bro. Yeah, no, it is. And just hearing like conversations, like they won't sell this liquor because this type of people buy it, you know, like it's just, it's, it's a real thing. So everybody just, just be aware. Um, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love it at, at, uh, at Cobra. That's dope, bro. Yeah, everybody's welcome. Definitely. And, and Audi's a, a cool dude, man. I mean, he's, He's busy too, and it's cool to he he spoke very highly of you off mic and yeah, it was cool to actually meet you that that day at the working class pop up because it yeah. was it was crazy that day and he he's like hey man this yeah. guy I was telling you about but yeah that uh that Sunday was dope that's um and that and that's and that's the thing is like uh, not everybody does like events like that too mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, I mean, people don't really realize like how good it is over there. Yeah, you know, dude, like, it is. You can't just pull up anywhere and see dope cars and have dope ass food truck and a decent DJ playing. Yeah, Cobra is a it's it's a very interesting and, and unique place, and I think that that's what what kind of makes it one of a kind place because you have a dope ass DJ there, plus you have video games and you got liquor and i mean that's like i was telling audi like that's like every nerd's paradise <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you really can't go wrong and and just uh like he always tells us as djs like just do what you want you know like i trust you and and to be a dj like to hear like an owner say that like is very uncommon um so that's that's been a real blessing and you know just uh him being in tune with with dope people you yeah. know and like just uh inviting everybody to to somehow like come into the picture and do some kind of collaboration whether it's you showing up and taking photos or you know like i got my wine right here like this is my comedian homie creeper if you like if you know cholo fit um like he's come through he's he's hosted my birthday party and like you know everything just all across the board dope stuff that's dope bro yeah is i I was scrolling through your instagram today and i saw that uh i saw the video of tiny and he called you dj vanilla oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um that's like a, a joke right now because i have a drop and so like when i was competing they they were nice enough the cobra people uh, biggie um to reach out and like have him do a dj drop for me and he i guess he recorded like five times but couldn't get my name right so he just ended up calling me Chris Vanilla. So <laughs> I just use that as a drop now. And like some people actually call me Chris Vanilla, but I don't, I mean, it's funny. It's funny. So what is your favorite type of music to play? And I know you're big on the hip hop, but is there a like music that people don't hear that you get like playing? Yeah. I mean, that's back to like the, the Twitch thing. That's what's so cool is like, I could do what I want, you know? Um, I really enjoy oldies. And so, like, I have a, a Sunday stream show that I call Music for the Theos and Theas. And basically, it was inspired because, like, I mean, I know the music, but, you know, growing up, and I just, 
as much as I love like the 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 slow like soulful like low rider music, you know I I um my theos and theas like also listen to freestyle and like West Coast you know G funk. So like I wanted to do a stream where like let me start it off like with playing like freestyle and like West Coast and funk like kind of keep it up tempo and then slow it back down like the last couple hours and do like some Art LeBeau thing and actually like make dedications and stuff like that and um yeah so like that that's been real fun for me and like that's that sunday party i don't know if people actually realized what i was doing or caught on but i was actually live streaming from the dj booth so not only like so everything that you were hearing at the bar was going out to like 200 plus people on twitch that's dope yeah so um yeah that's kind of your way of of adapting yeah while being yeah and it's a it's a unique thing because i know like there's people at home that are in other places that you know nothing has opened up and you know like if i could flip the camera real quick and they could see like people at the tables you know partying safely <laughs> um you know give them a little glimpse of to what's going on out where i'm from you know like i know that that means a lot to them um it's just a whole other experience that i don't feel like not a lot not a lot of DJs are able to to offer. Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. That that's what that's kind of what keeps you unique also is, is you're able to just hit every aspect of DJing. You're not just playing at Cobra. You're actually expanding yourself while being at Cobra, which Yeah. And and just musically, like like I said, like I've done radio I've done hip hop radio. I've done pop radio, you know, currently right now is going on like six years. I, I have a Saturday night weekly mix show on Sirius XM channel 13, which is Pitbull's station. Um, so I do like, you know, the Latin thing, just staying on top. And then, you know, skill wise, I always wanted to be like well-rounded and be like one of those guys that like the, the real heads know, like, like they can't deny like that he gets down yeah. or that he's dope and maybe they may not like the music that i'm playing but you can't den- if you want battle i'll battle you <laughs> like <laughs> you know you can't deny that so i just always try to like be well-rounded that was going to be my next question how did the whole xm thing come on um so back to like the that dj website that i work for the guy who runs that is uh good friends with pitbull and like kind of works with Pitbull. He does like a multitude of things, but basically um, the story goes is like Pit was starting this station and the guy who's supposed to program it flaked. So the next best guy was my homie Phenom. Uh, he goes by Edwin. So this guy like kind of rose to the occasion. He's like, well, I run a DJ website. I've never programmed a, a station before. So but I run a DJ website. I could like, you know, put all these songs, you know, populate all these songs in the system and we'll get it going. And fast forward six years, you know, it's one of the most successful stations on Sirius. Um, but because of, you know, his, you know, ties to me, like with the whole DJ thing, like he was looking for DJs and, and hit me up. And uh, yeah, like it's been like a six year run. And I got my little brother on there too, um, DJ Matt Via. He used to go by DJ Matter Fact, but he does Friday nights and I do Saturday nights and uh Yeah. 
That's huge, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it's 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 pretty cool because, like, I've been to, like, New York and seen the offices and and uh, actually when Pitt was going on tour with Enrique Iglesias, he, um, he wanted to, like, revamp his whole uh, set. So, like, basically, like, the whole set that he tours with. And um, because, like, I'm kind of known for, like, creative DJing, they hit me up his team hit me up and they're like hey can you help us put together his set so he flew out some of his team members to phoenix and uh we we got in the studio and sat down and just went over like all the songs he wanted to perform and then figured out how to tie in like okay he's gonna do this song it kind of sounds like acdc sweet child of mine like let's throw this little riff in there that'll get the crowd hype and then he can go and perform his song. So they wanted like a DJ, like an open format DJ approach to, to his set and something that's like, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Like, cause he's like pop, you know? Mm -hmm. So something that's like, has like universal appeal, pop appeal. So I was able to, to help with that. And, you know, I got on my computer and put together like this little, like two minute, three minute um medley because you know like when we're going over the song list i'm like yo why doesn't he have like the this song this song which he's you know at back in the day he used to be known for like those club anthems you mm -hmm. know but now he's like a pop guy so he's like oh well he kind of wants to stay away from performing that stuff so i was like well why don't you have me put together like a little mega mix the best way i can describe it is like you know those those mega mixes that cheerleaders uh, dance to mm -hmm. so i was like let me put one of those together and he you know boom two or three minutes he can just knock it out and give the people you know that wanted that you know you can give them mm -hmm. that too so that they're like that's a great idea so i literally cracked over open my laptop went home put together this thing sent it to him the next day and they're like yo we love it so when they came to phoenix i got to open for them at the uh the sun's arena and um and play in between the the show and before and after the show and uh so when pitt was finally performing i got to see like the whole show that we created and like the little session that i made you know they had a computer and it was playing my session and then the whole band was like playing over it and he was performing the dancers were dancing over it so it was, it was pretty cool to see that something from like my little room you know my little laptop you know going out there to that's so, dope, bro. Full stadium. Crazy story. I was yeah. at that concert. You were? <laughs> yeah. Oh, word. Yeah, we were like in the, I want to say we're like in the 10th row from the stage, man. My, uh, my, it was a Christmas gift from my sister. She always goes big. and. Oh, dope. Yeah, we were still in California, so we came out here for that. Nice. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I was up there. That's dope, bro. That's, that's huge, man. That's like a huge, huge accomplishment for anybody, but to be a DJ and, and to just be that caliber. Yeah. That's, that's a huge accomplishment. Man. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, a, I'm really focused on creativity and, you know, I had people that like, like when I wasn't getting any gigs here locally and they would just put me down. They're like, yo, like nobody cares about your, your creative wordplay mixes or your triple whatever scratch. And they would just kind of make fun of it, you know, but I just kind of realized, like, you know, like, this is what makes me happy. You just got to brush it off, and eventually, like, people are going to see, and it's going to pay off. So that was one of those times where, like, it, it paid off, you know. Like, people 
actually saw and appreciated and they had something for me to do so people are hating but they're uh, you're secretly uh motivating them yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> i don't know haters are or whatever yeah <laughs> i don't even want to waste energy i just want to keep pushing i hear you, bro yeah that's dope though man i mean it's it's kind of like one of those like how you like me now moments yeah that's, yeah i mean that that's cool but you know like there's been times though too where like especially like during these times where like and don't get me wrong like i'll do whatever i have to do and there's nothing wrong with like working you know like any kind of job mm -hmm. like as, as long as it's good and honest hard work like i i respect you but you know like this is something that like i have to do for my soul and like you know there, there, there was times where like I don't know if this is gonna work out, you know, um, but I don't know. I just stayed with it, and probably one of the biggest, um, you know, I don't want to retire, but I would feel so like, you know, like just having your idols like respect you enough or mm -hmm. whatever. Like that's to me like that's like the biggest um, thing for me. So and I and I've come to that point where like some of my heroes like know me and appreciate me and stuff so i'm like well what more do i have to prove if like the people that i've always admired like like what i do yeah. you know not that not that i seek everybody's approval but it's kind of those things one of those things where it's like it's uh i don't know what the word is it's like uh surreal mm -hmm. you know yeah just staying humble that's what's dope yeah yeah so what was your your uh oh man this is this is a real moment for you um okay yeah so this is a uh, so do you know you know who Jazzy Jeff is yes with with Will Smith and won the first hip hop Grammy um so he he's like legit like the the best dj of all time and like he's still killing it and still tours the world and just doing it big and um he's like been involved in music not just djing but like in the background and produced like so many people and helped with so many people's careers so he's 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 the dude so he does this um he started this retreat it's called the the playlist retreat and um he invites DJs, uh, producers, vocalists, musicians um, to his house. Personally invites them to your house, to his house. And for a week, he just puts you in, in teams and in groups and you just work on music and he gives you tasks. And, um, and there's, he sets up like a bunch of different like seminars and stuff for us. So I had the honor of getting invited to that. So back to like your heroes, like, recognizing what you what you're doing you know like i'm a i'm a mexican kid you know from arizona that when you think of hip-hop you don't think of arizona you know like i grew up watching jazzy jeff and the fresh prince of bel-air and stuff like that so um to get that recognition like meant the world to me because literally when i walked in there it's like there's biz Markey talking to dj Premier, you know talking to to Questlove from the Roots, and there's Redman right there, and I'm just 
throwing these big name like music names out there so like people know like the caliber and then like every dj that i grew up ever admiring is like sharing the ride over there with me or we're sharing a room or whatever um so that was like real surreal just to be in the same room and collaborating with with those people um and that's like one of those things that not everybody gets to do but i hope everybody gets gets to that point because like to experience it was like one of the best times of my life that's so, dope bro yeah yeah it's uh he flies you out to to philly he lives in delaware which is like you know pretty close to philly and you just go to his house and it's catered and puts you up and you know you just work on music it's like every dj or musician or vocalist's dream you know so it's like the uh like the graceland for for djs yeah well they call it they call um what do they call it? they they refer to jazzy jeff as like dr x or that guy from uh what's the the x-men yeah 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 um because he's basically like when you go there he's like he's like if you're here you're here for a reason all of you have like a certain talent or superpower if you will like that you have to offer so don't you know we don't want no egos like everybody's got something to offer just work together so yeah that's dope bro yeah that's a that's something i didn't even know about you man that's yeah that's so, why i like doing these things because you, you always hear something that like nobody knows yeah like and and just like the the alumni off of that is like crazy so like you know like the roots are there like you see them on jimmy fallon all the time and you know you're just hanging out with with members of the roots or like you know like like when i'm setting up at cobra and they're playing you know music videos one time they were playing this guy masego who's like he's a pretty big like r&b artist um just killing it and like you know he was he went the same year that i went and was like sitting right behind me the whole time and uh people don't know they just i'm just like this little mexican dude setting up in the dj booth but inside i know like i was a part of that greatness you know that's like a secret club man yeah it is it is that's dope bro yeah it's cool man i, I could watch fresh prince of bel-air and like when jazzy jeff was getting tossed out of the, the house I, t I told my daughter i'm like hey that's that's your dad's friend she's like no i'm like yeah so it was pretty cool yep <clears throat> you always know he's gonna get thrown out because he's always wearing the same shirt yeah he actually <laughs> he actually wore that shirt yeah he came out and um wore that shirt uh for like the the last night when we had like the the big send-off that's huge bro yeah so out of all the uh places you've toured what's have what's been your favorite um definitely mexico city yeah um just because i mean that's like the homeland and I, I don't speak spanish or anything like that i felt like a male dj version of selena <laughs> but <laughs> meaning like they respect you and your music enough and they yeah, know who you yeah, are yeah, yeah. to like to to show you love so that was that was real cool and we were like right by like uh i don't know what's the name but it's like kind of like equivalent to like the white house or whatever mm -hmm. And it was like a rooftop bar overlooking like all that that stuff. So, got to play there, and it was it was fun. That's dope, man. Yeah. So, how has DJ DJing evolved since when you first started? Yeah, I mean the the technology was crazy. We were talking before this started, so there's this thing called Phase, and they're two little you know, digital remotes, and they go on the the center uh, pin of the turntable and they rotate with the record and that basically is a 
replaced the the traditional DJ needle. So now the needle is this digital thing. And um, I actually got these for free because they hit me up to do a showcase for them. <laughs> I'm not trying to brag, but <laughs> shout out FaZe. Because the, the technology is, is fairly new. Um, and there's this big trade show every year in Anaheim. It's called NAM. And uh, they they invited me there to, to showcase their product. And they hooked me up. And now this thing is like, like almost every DJ is Damn, buying man. these things. That's the first thing I noticed when I walked in here. I'm like, the army ain't attached. What the hell is going on here? Yeah. You can do like color codes, so I have the the green, white, and red. <laughs> That's dope, bro. Yeah. And your uh, your mixer is uh, looks like a something from space. Yeah, this is the the new Pioneer S11, and that's another thing. Like just leveling up, man. I remember when you know couldn't afford these things, and this one was actually sent to me for free. So that's dope. That was gonna be my next question. What was your very first mixer you ever owned? So. My very first like real mixer was actually my my oldest brother Eddie. He um, instead of getting a car, my parents bought him like this little DJ in a box set, and um, his shit ended up becoming mine. <laughs> so like he he ended up just like losing interest or whatever, and I just kind of took over, and that was uh that was my first mixer. Yeah, that's dope, man. So how does uh? mixing on the radio is it different for you than mixing in the club is it a, a different kind of vibe for you yeah i mean nothing um nothing replaces like when when you're playing for a crowd you uh you feed off that energy you know so when you're on the radio you don't have that in front of you so you gotta try to you know make it make it, picture them kids dancing in their rooms yeah you know make it entertaining or just something you know um and that was my thing with with djing on the radio is like obviously like people get tired and they're like ah the radio plays the same songs and i get that there's a there's a system to it what not everybody knows and that's like a whole other conversation but i you know i knew what i was getting into and i'm like you know if i'm gonna play these songs you know once every hour like i'm at least playing my way and make them entertaining so i i came up with like my style which is basically it's a lot of wordplay and like being creative or like uh it's it's not like i'm just blending two songs together mm-hmm. like i'm i'm picking out words to match to match with this next song that i'm bringing in and going back and forth or maybe like trying to figure out how to tell a little story or something and just making it interesting um if that makes sense that does and for those of you guys that don't catches drift if you see his instagram you'll you'll understand what he's saying and i forgot what mix i was watching but you're putting every every song title is coming up every time you're mixing the song so. oh yeah yeah that's like um that was playing the original sample and then playing the song like that it's it's known for today that's yeah. dope so how did the whole you building this studio come about because i mean this thing you talk you're like oh it's not it's not much but it it is it's pretty it's a pretty unique studio and, and to see the green screen and then seeing it on Instagram, it's just like, yeah, it's crazy. Technology is cool. Um, yeah, I mean, before the lockdown, you know, like I, uh, I was, I was shooting videos cause I was getting paid to do that. But, um, you know, and just adapting and like, I'm like this whole live streaming thing took off for DJs. So I'm like, I got to, 
what else could I do to make it look interesting? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, adding the green screen and, and all that and learning the software, you know, like I learned, that's one thing that I'll take from it is like, I learned so much during this, you know, whole year, just like how to basically like run a whole broadcast, you know? Um, so yeah. That's dope. If, if last year the hustle didn't bring, bring out, then it, it was never in anybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody's different, but I just like, you know, when you have a wife and kids and, oh yeah, you know, like you went from this many gigs a week to now this many gigs, you know, how, how am I going to make that up? You know, like I'm going to do what I have to do. Like I said, like I'll go work at Target or whatever, but I know like you know what what i can do with this and i just got to figure out a way to to adapt and i was able to do that and, and the best way to, to describe it is like it's like uber for djs uh, but like on a different level because you can you can really make some good money doing it um so what i mean by uber for djs is like if you want to make some money you have a good car you can drive if you put in the time and you can make money with this Twitch thing is like, if you have the right setup, you know, you could stream whenever you want and make some money. Um, but yeah, I mean, the difference is, is like with Uber and Lyft, there's a built-in audience, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, even though there's millions and millions of people on Twitch, it doesn't mean that they're gonna watch you. Yeah. So you have to, you know, promote yourself and find find ways, you know, cause people are really stuck on their, their ways. They don't wanna leave Instagram. You know, they don't want to, you know, you just have to convince people. And once you get them hooked, though, you know, like that's, that's what, that's where it makes a difference. That's dope, bro. That's yeah. dope that you're able to adapt, though, because, I mean, some, some people just saw the pandemic as like the worst thing ever, but you were able to kind of rise from the ashes and, and still keep doing what you're doing. And yeah. And I, um, and back to Cobra, like that was that was one thing too. Is like, and when I say like I care about them, it's not like I just look at them as a gig. Like, it's it's more than that because you know Audi has done some really, some really cool things for me and my fam, and and I appreciate that. So I wanted to show, you know, the the same type of, you know, appreciation back. So you know, like, because I don't want to see Cobra go away. I don't want to see my most favorite places to play go away and i genuinely do care about these people so what can we do to keep the momentum going so when this lockdown hit i was like yo give me give me the instagram password and let me live stream on the cobra account so instead of people coming to see me every friday before the lockdown now they can just tune in from mm -hmm. the cobra account and you know so that turned in for me streaming here in my home on instagram to the creative director um over at cobra his name's sean biggie uh to him basically like like creating like a whole studio within cobra so like he we had the green screen and everything and we just took it up a, a level and um and that's where i was going for months every friday night was going to cobra to do my stream and then i was just learning stuff from him and he was showing me things and then Eventually, we had to stop doing it because Cobra had to open. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I ended up bringing all that knowledge and just applying it here. So That's dope, bro. Yeah. So 
and and it's it's crazy that you're talking about the the whole pandemic because I think that it was kind of a blessing in disguise for a lot of people because now you have time to learn everything that you've been wanting to learn because you have this downtime. Like with me with photography, like I was, everything stopped, like car shows stopped. I mean, people were afraid to get like family photography just because everything was going crazy. So I just started learning stuff, man, like learning how to use lighting and bouncing light off things. And it's, it's like a, I don't know, man, it just, it kind of relit that fire and it looked like it, it did it for you, obviously, because you're able to continue to do what you love and you're learning as you go. And I mean, just watching, just watching you here doing your, your thing before we even started this podcast, it's just like, you can see when somebody's passionate about what they're doing and when people are just kind of going through the motions and yeah, you can see that that fires in you. And I don't know, man, I just... I can't wait till everything gets back to normal and, and everybody that loves what they're doing gets to just go back to the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I know, I know Arizona's like, you know, like kind of ahead of, of everybody else and some people like it and some people don't, but at the end of the day, like we gotta, we gotta survive out here. Like I still got a DJ. Yeah. You know, so I, I still got a family to support, so I'm able to, to go back and, you know, trying to be safe and, but, you know, it's just, it's just different, you know, so hopefully we reach a point where people can dance again and, and all that, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. So with the whole pandemic that's going on, when, when it hit, I mean, what, what was your, your thought process as far as being creative? Like, I know you started the whole Twitch, but, like, I mean, when everything shut down, was there, like, a oh, shit moment for you? Or you're just like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing my thing. Yeah, well, luckily, I, I already had, like, you know, kind of had a plan, me and my wife. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, you just got to adapt and just take it one day at a time, you know? Like, it's crazy because, like, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I get paid to pretty much like nothing really changed for me because you know, like I I've always had the 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 luxury of being home and working from home and doing like my creative things as long as I t- turn things in by a certain deadline or whatever. But I'm able to you know pick my daughter up from school and be home with my son. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the the only thing that changed is like now I got to homeschool my daughter. <laughs> you know, now I got to cook more and and i didn't even really know how to cook that's like another thing that i picked up during this whole thing um so yeah i mean i I, as much as i wanted to try and be creative like i'll I'll be honest like it wasn't easy you know Mm -hmm. like there were some times where like i'm like shit like if things don't get back to normal like how am i gonna do this like how am i gonna support my family but eventually like i just got out of that funk and i'm just like you know just one day at a time and just keep doing remember why you're doing this and and eventually things will trust in god and things will fall into place and and they kind of are you know like even when things get back you know like now that i have this twitch thing i don't have to take every gig that i'm offered to to make money to pay bills Mm -hmm. you know like i can i can replace one of those gigs with a stream here at home and you know do i do something that i actually love and not have to you know step out of my my house Mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool 
That's dope, bro. Yeah. So did you did the whole recording like with with video and all that? Did that was that already something that you had been doing, or is that something that happened with with the whole pandemic? No, no, I I had already been do been doing that. Um, like I said before, like I was getting, I was getting paid from people to to do videos. Um, but just you know, I didn't know green screen, you know, <laughs> so like adding all that. I still don't know green screen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's really not that hard. Like lighting is everything. And, uh, just having like a computer that that's able to, to handle that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And your fellow Mac user. I like that, bro. Yeah. And I, and honestly, like a lot of the, the editing that I do, um, it's all mobile. Like it's all on my phone <laughs> and, and people like, that's what I'm saying. Like maximize what you have. Cause you know, like, I'm doing this on my phone, you know, like, I could do it on the computer, too. But, you know, like, if I'm on the go and I have an idea, sometimes it'll drive my wife crazy because, you know, we'll be out on a Saturday and I'm just, like, stuck to my phone, like, trying to edit this video on this little software that I have on my phone. And, like, but, you know, the final product looks looks mm -hmm. cool, you know, and nobody ever really knows, but, you know, just... The possibilities these days with with technology oh, yeah, as, lo as long as you have the the creativity and the want to like or the vision you know like you can you can do anything i think that that's a, a very underutilized tool is the phone yeah that's like the most powerful piece of equipment that anybody can have because i yeah. mean like you being a dj you can get on your instagram live and and just do a video for people and i mean you have a huge following so i mean that I'm sure that people are tuning in every time you get online, but I, like with me, with, with the phone, I can do editing. I have the same software on my phone that I have on my computer. It's a little bit like watered down, but I'm able to take a picture from with my camera, send it to my phone and then do a quick edit. And like you said, it drives my wife nuts all the time because I'm always, I'm always on my phone. Like if you look at my screen time, it's probably ridiculous. Yeah. Adi said the same thing. He's like, if you look at my screen time, it's probably nuts. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm just like a lot a lot of it is based like a lot of what I do is based, you know, like around social media or or some online platform. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. I think like the it's it's crazy because some people saw the pandemic as like the end of the world or the end of whatever they're doing. And for me it was just like I wanna do a podcast and people aren't able to do anything. People are are interested generally interested in people so i was like you know what this is something i want to do and just being able to reach the people that i've reached and, and build a network and meet like meeting you from from audi i mean that's it, it's to me it's huge because i'm able to share your story and, and you're able to tell people stuff that they might not even know about you yeah and that's that's why like first of all like i trust it whatever audi says you know like i, I just yeah i trust his word so like when he introduced me to you and then I seen like the guests and I'm like, you know, this is a good, it's a good opportunity to, to tell my story, but also like, you know, like you're trying to build this too. Mm -hmm. So why not take the time and, and really like every, like the whole world is, is stopped right now. Almost like, yeah, things are kind of, you know, moving forward, but still like for the most part, a lot of people our home they're on their phones more you know like they're listening to more podcasts so you know this is this is the time right now to really like 
capitalize on that and, and show people what you got. Yeah, you know? I, th I think last year was kind of the year that the creatives finally came out and like, all right, man, we're we're still here or we're here now. And it's, I think that it's going to build something like incredibly huge. Like there's, I'm sure that there's kids listening to you DJ that are just like, wow, I want to be like this guy. And yeah, now they're practicing and yeah. And it's, and it's crazy. Cause like I'll get kids that tune in uh, like teenagers or whatever. And like, you never know who's listening. Cause everybody, you know, is hiding behind a screen name and, and a computer. But you know, like when I was a kid, if I wanted to hear somebody DJ, I, I used to have to listen to the radio at a specific time. And if I wanted to, to, you know, like I would record it to try to study it or whatever, you know, then YouTube came, you know, but I didn't really have that luxury. And, and, and on top of that, like my, I'm one of five and my parents, like, you know, we weren't broke, but you know, you really had to like make that money stretch for all, all five of us and, and stuff. So, um, we didn't have cable. <laughs> so, you know, like when kids are watching MTV on the regular, like uh, I'm watching Arthur on PBS or whatever. <laughs> I'm right there with you, bro. So, yeah. So like, I, I really like the only thing that I had was the radio, but now like these kids, like they can see me, they can see like the best DJs in the world are getting on and DJing live. And not only can you watch and listen to them, they got multiple camera angles. They got angles up close, you know, right, right over. You can see all the hand movements, all the buttons that they're pressing. Like it's crazy. And and I know it's going to, it's going to like birth like this crazy generation of, of DJs or even producers. Cause there's producers that are showing their whole session live streaming their whole sessions on how they make beats like that's, some of the some of the best producers in the world um are doing that too so that's dope bro. yeah it's 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 a it's a gift and a curse you know yeah there's a there's that thing called master class out yeah yeah dude I, I uh i watched the the barbecue one with the uh, damn what the hell's the name franklin's barbecue did because I like to smoke food. I'm like, yeah. I just started watching that. Like, man, I'm going to become a... I like to a, smoke other things, but... I'm just <laughs> I saw that from one of your DJ sets, bro. Yeah. Nah, honestly, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't really smoke like that, but, you know, I'm getting paid to promote this product, and it's legal now. Right. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on... You know, like, I'm going to do the same thing these people do when they're making commercials you know i'm just doing it i'm just doing it on my own so. that's dope that's smart though yeah yeah i mean get a couple shots of me i'm not even inhaling i'm just puffing <laughs> the, the smoke out but i'm getting paid to to make these videos to sell this product like here you go that's dope yeah and, and it's funny like to, to go back to you're talking about the radio and how you had to listen like at a certain time i don't think kids will ever know that struggle of having to press record with the tape yeah <laughs> with the yeah, radio I, I mean i used to literally like i had my favorite radio shows that i would listen to and um one of them specifically it was called the wake up show and it would air like i think at midnight every friday night or it might have been saturday but anyway like i couldn't stay up all night so i would just hit record sleep by the the, the little boom box and once i heard the click wake up real quick flip the tape over record the second half of the show and then listen to it like all week um but yeah so i grew up in a really small town and we had like the local radio station it was like they played like a, 
everything. They he rarely played like a hip hop. And then when my sister went to college, she went out to San Diego. And every time I went out there to visit, it was always on Jam and Z90. Yeah, and San then, Diego. Uh, yeah, and then we'd go to uh, Rosarito as as a kid, and we could pick up. I was able to pick up uh, Power 106 from LA, yeah. which is crazy, dude. So yeah, that um, speaking of Power 106, like that was one of the things that like catapulted me too, because um, being on the radio out here is one thing but we get you know we talk to there's these things called label reps so they basically work for the record labels and they promote the artists to radio stations and radio djs so one this guy's name was buys buys one he um he worked for interscope and under interscope is like top dog entertainment stuff so this was like when kendrick and schoolboy q were blowing up but he took a liking to me, and uh, he's like, yo, I want to help you out. He's like, you ever done a, a mix on Power 106? And I was like, no. Uh, would you like to? Hell yeah. So he he put me in the in contact with the people. And um, at the time, Power 106 was, every week they would feature a different DJ from around the world. And um, like within the DJ com- community, like these mixes were a big deal. They are called the Power 106 Jump Off Mixes. So... And for those that don't know, the reason why it's a big deal is because L.A. in general has, like, some of the best DJs in the world, uh, like the Beat Junkies and just some of the best radio DJs, period. So, um, and not only that, they're market number two in the U.S. Market number one is New York. Mm -hmm. So, to get that, you know, to have that platform is a big deal. So, anyway, I ended up getting a guest slot and doing one of these. They're called Jump Off Mixes. And... When it aired, I had, you know, some people hit me up and they're like, some people that, that, uh, that worked for that DJ website that I was talking about, <laughs> they're like, Hey, uh, they're like, what the, like, what the hell? Like, where are you from? Like, everybody thought I was from LA and I'm like, nah, I'm from Phoenix. They're like, well, I'm starting this little management company. Do you want to be on it? So like, just off of the strength of like them hearing that. Um, they wanted me to join like their management roster of DJs and it never really went anywhere. But from that, I met like people that I'm still in touch with and, and work with till this day, like the serious XM guy <laughs> and stuff. Uh, so yeah, that was a crazy story. That's huge, bro. Yeah. I ended up becoming like one of their regulars. Um, so whenever they couldn't find like a guest DJ, they're like, well, we like Chris a lot. So just see if Chris will do one. So um they were fun to do but <laughs> you spend a spend a lot of time on those mixes and and what's crazy is like that those mixes had like this whole mega mix multi-track style so for those under, that don't know what multi-track means it's like um you're you're able to layer layer things so these mixes like they end up sounding like really really produced and really like crazy and creative and i had never done a mix like that so um that was the first time the first one i did was the first time i actually put together a mix of that kind and uh, i did it on this free software called audacity that you just download on the internet for free yeah um and i just made it work so that's dope bro you're working with the tools that you had yeah that's what's dope about that and the uh it's it's crazy because i mean when we moved here 
my commute to work is an hour and 45 minutes. So I get the radio stations all the way to like Quartzsite. And I'm huge, dude. I, like I have like Amazon music and, and I still tune into the radio. I'll be driving around and just switching between the two stations. Like I like a, my commute to work is uh the morning mess. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just one of those things that it sticks because I'm driving to work. It's just something that's comical listening to them. But even when I'm driving around town, man, it's, it's the radio for me. I, I'm just, I think I, I enjoy it because I grew up in such a small town where we didn't have that. And then just moving out here and just having a, a variety of just everything. Cause I mean, my, my radio list goes from hip hop to like oldies to classic rock. It's, I'm just a, a mixture of everything, but yeah. Yeah. I, I love radio, but I also like, I miss how it, how it used to be and how popular it used to be and respected it used to be. Cause nowadays it's like, well, people have Twitch and they have, spotify and they're like they're going everywhere else but radio so yeah. it's kind of like a uh i don't want to say like it's dying out because i got a lot of friends and close friends in radio but you know it's it's like not what it used to be um there's certain like stations that and certain shows that are able to to still like thrive but a lot of these like big radio companies like they're they're doing these these uh shows where they pick up one show and then that show goes out to like 50 stations. Yeah. I, and, I noticed that with, uh, with, uh, big boys neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, is like, I mean, maybe LA will get the best, the most like, like live experience of that show, but everybody else is just going to get like a, a generic and like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's entertaining to a certain extent and they, you know, like they'll air the celebrity interviews or whatever, but there's nothing like being able to call up to a radio station, talk to the jock and have them shout you out, Yeah. you know, and like it being real and not fake or not pre-recorded or staged. Um, so I, I miss those days. The days when you had to keep pressing redial to get in. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that's like, what's cool about, I hate to qu keep bringing it up, but like that, like all those years of me doing radio, you know, like I never talked so much as a DJ. Like I would actually like, I wouldn't bring a mic. Like I wouldn't want to do shout outs. I wouldn't want to do none of that. So that's another way that like I grew during this is like, well, I got to adapt. I'm basically like hosting a show out of my house. So, you know, now I got one of the best mics money can buy <laughs> um, talking my ass off. But yeah, I mean like, and it's, it's, it's like, all the things that I wanted to do on radio that I wasn't really allowed to do or all the things I wanted to play or say now, you know, I could just do it on my own. You're and, your own boss, man. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool. So do you have a, all right, this is it moment for me. Is there like something that you want to do that you're just going to be like, all right, man, I've done everything that I wanted to do. Um, I don't know. I just want to keep, going as far as I can. I would like to get into to music production. That's one thing that like I haven't uh, really tackled. Like I still make remixes and it's it's good, but you know, actually like making like a whole beat from scratch and like or having somebody sing or rap over it. Um that's something that I really want to want to learn and and thrive in and I know I have it in me. I just need to stop, you know, mm -hmm. stop procrastinating and just do it but i think that's that's really the next step for me because like i've always you know 
been interested in production. I have my favorite producers and, you know, even in school, like I would just read up on it and like, you know, getting into my parents' records and finding like what samples, you know, like, or what hip hop samples, all that stuff. Uh, it's always been like a big interest of mine. So there's that when it comes to the DJ world and what a lot of people don't know about me is I actually want a barber. And um, I grew up like my mom did hair and had her shop in South Phoenix. And uh, that's always like been a part of my life. And I look at like barbering is like the same way I look at DJ and like it's art, you know, like there's a, I'm like a perfectionist, you know, like, so I want to do that and I want to run a shop, but I want to combine like my DJ world with it. So I want to have like turntables in there. I want to have, you know, like host, you know, art shows or MC battles or DJ battles or, you know, barber showcases and just bring those two worlds together and really utilize like the name that I built within the city or the DJ community to just propel that business and, you know, get some barbers paid under underneath that. I think you're onto something, bro. Yeah. That would, <laughs> that'd be like a, I don't know. That, that's a dope ass idea just to have like, yeah. I mean, even if it's just my little like slice of heaven, like that's, that's what I want to do moving forward. Cause in no way am I ever going to stop DJing, but I see it like, okay, I can have this business too, but I could also use it like as a, as a hub for creativity, yeah. you know, and like really like help people, you know, showcase themselves and you never know what talent will, will come from that. Um, and that would be kind of my way too to like give back to the community as well. Like a pioneer, bro. Yeah. That's dope. It's crazy. Cause there's a, there's a pizza shop in, in Blythe where I still work and they have like a wall for, it's called the starving artists. So people submit their work and it's pretty much what you're going to, your idea that you have there, dude, that's yeah. getting a haircut and hearing some, some mixes, dude, that'd be, yeah. Yeah, man. I think you're onto something, bro. That's what, that's what I want to do down the line. Um, but yeah, no way do I ever want to stop DJing. Like I want DJing and music to be the cornerstone, but I'm just trying to think of ways to like, you know, maybe I don't be in the club every night, you know, <laughs> or, you know, just have other, other types of things in my life. Cause you know, even, there's even times where, like, like I just started skating again, and I used to skate with my brothers uh, back in the day. And, um, you know, like, as much as I love DJing, like, I feel like I just needed to kind of slow down a little bit off of it. And this was, like, a good time to do that because we were kind of forced to um, and, like, pick up something else to kind of learn more about myself. Because for so long, like, DJing has kind of, like, I don't want to say define me, but just like when people, they know me from that mostly, you know? So I just kind of want to like do other things to like learn about myself more. I saw the, the, I don't guess it's a ramp or whatever it is. Yeah, I saw yeah. it on Instagram <laughs> and I just saw it when I pulled up. Yeah. I just, uh, I got lucky and, um, this is a funny story. Cause like, I don't know if you have these things, these times where like things just hit you. So, like, I never do, like, good things just to get something in return. But I know, like, that there's, like, a there's a voice inside that'll tell me, like, yo, this is why. So, like, I had this watch for years, and one of my best friends, it's probably been, like, like 10 years since this, like, the dude didn't even, my friend didn't even remember this. 
but he stopped by the other day for my son's like birthday drive by and um i recently found the watch and every time i think of the watch i always think of my friend and uh he's because he was always like yo that's a dope watch like let me get it and i'm be like nah so anyway he drives by and i haven't seen him like all year and i was like yo hold on so i run inside i give him the watch and like i don't think anything of it he's like oh man you remember like that's great he texts me back and he's like the, a day later he texts me he's like yo he's like i'm like still like shook that you gave me that watch like that's crazy that you remember it i was like it's all good i want you to have it didn't really think of it after that so the next day i'm like watching skate videos <laughs> like with my son eating cereal i'm just like man i need like because i got my kids at home like i want to skate but i can't always go to the skate park because i got them yeah, I got to watch them. And uh, and then when my wife's here, like, that's our time. Like, I don't like cutting into that. So, anyway, I was like, I need a skate box. So, I hit up somebody. I'm like, hey, I'm going to have somebody build me a skate box. You know, like, do you recommend, like, what dimensions do you recommend? He's like, well, before you do that, hold on. I have a homie who's getting rid of one. Let me see if he still got it. So, he hits him up. The dude's like, yeah, come through. The dude lives two minutes away from me. So... Like, and it's like the most random thing. Like, you don't just come up on a free skate box every day. But I was like, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I got lucky today. And then that little voice told me, it's like, yo, it's, it's good. This is good coming back your way. So just everybody do good out there. That's dope. I'm you, a firm believer of that. You bro. might get yourself a skate box too. <laughs> but yeah, like one of those things, like those are, those are worth money, you know? But yeah, I'm and like, it looks like it's well put together too. It's not like just some guy built some pallets. <laughs> it's yeah, like solid. Yeah, and it's bright pink. <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> my neighbors are gonna be looking at me like, "What's this dude doing outside, falling and skating?" But I don't care. It's cool because you like live in the perfect area too. You had the little cul-de-sac, and you had like the longest driveway that I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, that's dope, bro. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that you get what you what you put out there, bro, and it's. I'm not like one of those people that believe in like the the weirdness, but I I feel that if you're genuinely a good person, yeah, you're gonna get that energy in return. Yeah, and there's just times, like I said, like there's times where like that voice will just tell me like this, like yeah, listen to that voice, and this was this was one of those times, one of those funny times. So, as far as I mean, traveling and everything. When when people hear that you're like from Phoenix, is there just like ever like what you're from Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, but you know, we all got to come from somewhere. I think it's, bro. I, 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 I wish I would have moved out this way a long time ago. But, yeah. I mean, it, I tell everybody, and almost on every podcast, it's a different vibe out here, bro. It's yeah, it's it's really dope, and you know. Like, especially, you know, everywhere else I got to put up with snowstorms and, yeah. you know, like tornadoes and mudslides. And like, we just got to put up with the heat. We got a, f a couple months you of know? heat and yeah. the rest is just beautiful and weather. Maybe brush fires like those <laughs> suck. But, you know, like other than that, like it's, it's, it's good vibes. And like, you know, my wife's pretty big into hiking and nature. So like, you want to see some beautiful nature, you just go like an hour or two you know up north up east or whatever and even just living where i live like i literally live like 10 to 20 minutes from like all the popular like hiking trails camelback south mountain mm -hmm. uh, piastua so it's it's really cool i feel like there's no other place like it and it's it's crazy because i think that the pandemic has kind of made people like 
kind of open their eyes and like, damn, look what all we have here. Because, I mean, even as far as the lowrider community, there's just so much shit going on now, dude, with all the cruises. And now that things are kind of semi coming back to normal, it's just dope to to see everybody bringing the rides out. And, and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really into that scene. I love it and I appreciate it. And um, but yeah, no, nah, it's it's really dope. Like I, I took my, me and my family were were out on Grand one day, and like we didn't even really, like intend on, you know, like seeing any cars or anything. But we're like we had heard that like what was going on, so we just walked down and it was dope. Like my daughter, she she's like a little artist too, and she loves colors, and she's just appreciating like all the the colorful cars and and stuff like That's that. Dope. So. So have they taken any interest in what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my son, it's it's kind of too early to tell, I feel like, but my daughter is, like, she's a really good artist. Like, she, some of the stuff she draws, I'm like, damn. And it's not just, like, what she draws. It's, like, the little details, like, she don't miss. Like, if somebody's wearing, like, a certain, you know, bow tie and it's checkered, like, she'll draw that. And I feel like most kids won't won't pick mm-hmm. up on those things. I'll just draw like a blob with eyes, but yeah, and then and then I think it's going to pay off just them being around like me DJing and the live streaming and stuff like that. Like they they see it and they'll they'll come on camera and like <laughs> try to host and <laughs> do shout outs and stuff, so I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to be like not I'm not trying to be like the cool parent that's just this is the this is really all that i know how to be like i didn't go to to college like i i and no disrespect to anybody that does go to college you know like you learn a trade you go to college like that's what you want to do that i admire that too but that's not for me that wasn't for me i carved out my own path and i want my kids to know that like i mean everybody carves out their own path but you know, even at the time, like DJing is so big right now. But when I wanted to DJ, nobody wanted to DJ. Yeah. So, you know, like it was, it was, uh, it was tough. But if there's any time now, ever, like now's the time, no matter what you do, to where you can really make something out of mm-hmm. it. You don't really need to like go to college or or whatever. That was the same with me with photography. When I wanted to do photography, like there was only a few. I, and no disrespect to anybody that has probably been doing it way longer than me, but there wasn't that, like, in the lowrider photography world, there wasn't that many. There was, like, a hand select of, like, the people that I looked up to. And it's crazy, like, you said that you had that, like, moment that you have people looking up to you. And, like, all the photographers that I look up to are, like, liking my stuff on Instagram. I'm like, damn, that's dope. And that's now dope. it's just, like, everybody's a photographer. Yeah. But, I mean... No disrespect to anybody. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it, you know what? There, there's like, and even with the DJ thing, like everybody's a DJ nowadays, you know. But you never know what's gonna come of that that photographer that's just using their phone, or yeah, that DJ that's just using a little controller or whatever. Like they might, they might like come out and just be like onto some new shit, yeah, you know, and change yeah. the game. So you really gotta have an open mind and try to respect everybody definitely definitely so it's just the game is different these days it's uh it definitely has 
has changed from, I mean, even from when I first started taking pictures, I mean, now there's mirrorless cameras and it's just a whole different world. I mean, that's what I use now. And it's like, damn, I can't believe that I was using the camera that I was using back in the day. And now this just technology, being able to send it to your phone or even just being able to use like the new iPhones, man, the, the cameras are equivalent to some of the cameras you can go out and buy on the shelf. And it's, yeah. And that's, that's another thing too, is like, I get, you know, like it, technology is one thing, you know, like it's, but it doesn't make the person behind the technology. Exactly. You know, like I get, I get, I get all these like people that sometimes like hate on my my work online, and they're like, "Oh, that's easy." Like, he can he do it with real vinyl, or he's just pushing buttons. I'm like, "Yeah, I am pushing buttons," but there's a whole like, you might be able to imitate what I do technically, but you didn't come up with the shit. You didn't come up with the ideas yeah. behind it. Like that, that's something that you can't teach, that you can't watch a tutorial on YouTube. That comes from an, an individual's soul mm -hmm. is the creativity, the ideas, the execution, no matter what you're doing, whether it's DJing, photography, art, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head with that, bro. Cause it's true. I mean, even with, with photography, it's like, yeah, it looks easy, but there's there's levels to it there's different settings there's different environment learning how to adapt with lighting and all that stuff and it's crazy because i had a a friend call me the other day and he's like you know what i just there's times when i don't give up like you know people are just talking shit and they don't know that i'm working this job and i'm doing this as a hobby and this and that i was like at the end of the day bro if if they're not happy, as long as you're happy, bro, that's all that matters. I mean, yeah. if you're doing what you love and you're doing it for the right reasons, then, I mean, everybody's opinion doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's so true, and you would think it'd be common sense, <laughs> but it's, you know. Some people look at, like, they get too deep into it. Like, you can't let people get under your skin, man. If 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 you love what you're doing, then do it. Yeah. Don't. And I, and, I re and I understand that everybody's passionate and proud of the work that they're doing, and not everybody understands the process. But really, I mean, not everybody, not everybody's opinion matters, you know. Like, just just do you. So what would you tell the 10-year-old you? Mm. What advice would you give? I don't know. That's a good question because I feel like I'm almost like where I envisioned myself when I was 10. Like I knew I wanted to do the DJ thing. So I don't know. I guess I would say watch what you eat because <laughs> when you become a dad and <laughs> like your your metabolism and everything changes and when you start drinking and i would tell myself you you should s s never stop exercising <laughs> but as far as like creatively like i don't know i think i i've pretty much stayed true i i think i would have just focused like said like practice music production more that's it and not really because it took me a while to not really care about what people think too mm -hmm. so i would just i would would have reminded myself of that like yo don't don't care at all ever what people think just do what makes you happy that was gonna be kind of my next question so to like the the kid that came across your twitch and's like damn this is what i want to do 
what advice would you give them? Just do it. Do it. I mean, like, I still don't have all the right tools. Like, you're, you're, things are never going to be 100% the way you want them to be, you know? It's rare that I ever, like, do anything where I'm, like, 100% satisfied mm-hmm. or actually proud of. <laughs> um, but just do it. I mean, just do it. I mean, it, like... Yeah, you just keep putting 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 stuff out. Like Jazzy Jeff like said to us, he has this like saying where he says, um, leave the world empty. Meaning like just just give, man. Just like give your all, like put stuff out, you know, help people, just leave the world empty. And like that really stuck with me. So That's dope, bro. Yeah. So I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up unless there's anything else that you wanna to share with people that they don't already know about you yeah i mean just follow me um instagram.com forward slash dj chris via twitch.tv forward slash dj chris via those are the two platforms that i'm on mostly for those that don't know what twitch is it's a free live streaming platform you go follow me just like you follow me on instagram um if you want to subscribe that's like six bucks a month, but that money goes to support me. I take that money. I support my family. I put, I buy more cameras or more software to make my, to improve my channel. Um, but yeah, that's optional, but you know, you get to see me DJ live and there's a chat room and you can chat it up with people and have fun. You know, you can make requests, just be respectful, be cool. And, uh, yeah. And I stream every Friday and Saturday night, Friday, I'm live from Cobra arcade bar from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So that's, and then Saturday from Stardust Pin Bar, same time. And the reason why I do that is because I'm already there. So it's like a good four or five hours and it's party vibe. So I envision like the people that are at home, you know, still quarantining or whatever, they're locked down. They don't want to go out. They could tune in and enjoy a fun party mix. And and I'll shout you out just because I'm in the club doesn't mean that I'm not looking at the chat. Like if you're at home, I'll still shout you out. And then Sundays I do, uh, it's called Music for the Theos and Theas, and that's like old school, basically like freestyle, funk, G-funk, um, and like slow, like lowrider oldies, and eventually like make my way down to like dedications, and you get to see me drink and get sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> like the last, yeah. It's kind of embarrassing, but I don't know. It's fun for me that's all that matters i was gonna say as long as you're having fun man that's all that matters yeah and uh that that's probably like my favorite stream and that's every sunday i i usually do like 3 or 4 p.m and these are all phoenix arizona times so but if you go follow me and turn your notifications on you'll see like when i get on and then you could tune in and uh yeah and like i'm i'm gonna keep talking about it just because like this is like the platform that i'm on the most but there's also like a feature where you could do background music only so like you can actually like you can like still scroll on your instagram or whatever you don't have to just have your phone dedicated to twitch and it'll keep playing through so that's dope yeah so get on that people you guys heard it yeah well thank you brother i appreciate your time man i know that you're a very busy man but uh you've been listening to coffee with cali with my special guest dj chris via word thank you